Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and I would like to just offer a personal, you were right, I was wrong, to everyone who told me, uh, Steph, Chris, everyone who told me, you can stop watching Game of Thrones anytime you want. You don't have to make it all the way to the ending. You were right. I was wrong. I definitely should not have made it all the way to the ending because I forgot how insulting and fucking garbage the final episode is. It can't be as bad as I remember it being when I first watched it in 2019. Listeners, it's worse. It gets worse with time. It's so fucking bad. And not only is it bad, right? It has the goal to turn to the audience and laugh in their face for thinking anything was going to get better at all at any point in this show. It it's it's terrible. It is garbage. And we will continue on like this for the next 45 minutes to an hour as I take break down in laborious detail everything that's wrong with the finale of Game of Thrones. No, we're going to talk about a better show. I was like, that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a different podcast. That's like way down on the list of podcasts. Uh, I, I don't think you and I would ever do Game of Thrones, although House of the Dragon would be fun. I, I just I could not get myself to do that. No, it'd be it would too not. Much. It does not get me up in the morning, unlike Pedro Pascal. Pedro and Pascal bar- does. And he's me barely up in, the in this. <laughs> barely in this season, he still gets me up in the morning. Well, before we dive into our recap episode, some quick business up front. Uh, firstly, we do have a premiere date for Ahsoka that was announced Ooh. several weeks ago, but we're just getting around to to saying that we know it is August twenty third. Right? I should have googled this. I oh god, I probably should have written it down too. I put it on our you calendar, but I didn't actually Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the actual release date is. Uh Google seems to think it is an animated show, uh, but it is going to premiere August 23rd. Yay, I was right. 23rd. Well, it makes sense too, because I was like, I think when they said it was I saw I was like it was a Wednesday, and I was like, oh, okay, now it makes more sense. Because I think everybody was theorizing it was like the 31st, and I was like, that's literally not a Wednesday, but nice try. Yes, so we know when that's coming out. We will be covering that alone, unless Boba Fett gets an episode, and then we'll have Wyatt on to complete the cycle. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. We did we did promise. We did promise. Oh. Uh but yeah, we 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 know when that is, but we will get to what we're covering in the meantime, because this show isn't going away. A sort of quick thing that I was made aware of. So I was talking to our friend Hope from J Guys and Jedi, and we were talking about the episode title, The Spies, of how I'm probably, I just saw Bradley roll his eyes. (laughs) I probably write about the origin, but also it's kind of dumb. She pointed out a trivia fact that I wasn't aware of. Okay. So, you know, all the way back in episode one, when Den hands the shard to the armor and is like hey this is in like old mandalorian or whatever and maybe we can go down to the planet apparently that uh inscription actually translates according to imdb into a passage from exodus yeah so john favreau knew exactly what he was doing and he definitely now i looked up the passage that um what's it called uh the the imdb claims it is uh and it is about uh, locusts showing up during the the plagues and specifically threatening 
to have Locust show up. I don't know why that was what they picked to put on there, but it ties into the spies. And I thought that was an interesting fact that lent credence to the theory that that's what that's named after. <laughs> John Favreau, please show some understanding of the things that you're referencing before you reference them. Thank you. Uh, but I did promise I would not spend the next 45 minutes to an hour just fucking lambasting John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did that enough the whole entire season. You can so listen to can... the last 10 hours of content right. and it's me doing that. There you go. The second is, uh, we have another review. Ooh. And it popped up. It popped up like the day before uh, Steph's episode premiered. So we went two years without getting a review and then we got two of them very quickly. Okay. So I'm, I'm now going to read it on the air. Five stars. The title is The Gay's Speak. Ooh. I, I know. I love that. Uh, Charles and Bradley are great fun as the Mr. Peabody and Sherman of the Star Wars universe. Now pause. Okay. Wait, Bradley, pause. do you get wait, this wait, wait. reference? No, I don't understand that. I didn't either, which is why I spent all day doing research on it. <laughs> okay, okay, what is that? So Hope, again from J Guys and Jedi, was kind enough to explain it to me. Okay, because great. when I tried to Google a Mr. Peabody and Sherman, right. what popped up was a terrible DreamWorks movie. And I watched the trailer and I went, okay, I kind of see what's going on, but I don't get it. Right. So I went to Hope and I was like, Hope, please explain this to me. Apparently it's an old cartoon. And the okay. premise is Mr. Peabody is this incredibly intelligent dog that, that like knows a lot of things and he's adopted this like human orphan boy and they travel around through history. Uh, it's like a kid show. It's kind of like Doctor Who, I think, right. in that regard. So I think I'm the dog. <laughs> I think I'm the know-it-all dog. Okay. And you're just like the normal kid that's around. I think that's my understanding of, of what this meant. I, it sounds like the premise of our podcast. I just, it you know, I'm like not, I mean, a little bit. You take me through legends, I guess, sometimes. So maybe, yeah, I guess I see it. Anyway, continue. I, I definitely review, see but, it. Yeah. Uh, so thank you. Uh, by the way, it was Walk In By 87 who left this review. Okay. So thank you, Walk In By 87, for making me go do research. I have now <laughs> learned a thing that I didn't know earlier today. So that's very cool. I will now finish the rest of this review yes, because I please. fucking love the rest of this review. Quote, every episode is full of witty queer hilarity that puts the anal in critical analysis. Listen today and start watching their careers with great interest. Highly recommend. End quote. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I read this. I read this. I was, I was like leafing through. I was checking on my way up to work. Yeah. You could hear my laughter resonating through the parking garage when I got to putting the anal in critical analysis. That is so fucking funny. I <laughs> that is so fucking amazing. I love it so much. Oh I my. I want that on like a coffee. I want that on a t-shirt. Like That's really funny. Um so let that be a lesson to everybody out there. Uh if you leave a really hilarious review, we will definitely read it and <laughs> we will definitely read it. Leave us a five-star review. Yes. And we will read it on the show. So thank you walking by 87 for that wonderful review and I thank you it. for listening to the show. All right. Well, let's talk about a a TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mandalorian season three that we watched. Now, rather like John Favreau when he writes the scripts, I did not prepare too terribly much in advance for this. <laughs> We're taking inspiration. 
<laughs> we are we are following in the tradition of the show and of we course. are just kind of winging it as we go along a hundred percent as as the is the spirit of star wars you don't plan anything you just do there just is no make try it up as you go along <laughs> right just do uh so i'll ask you bradley i guess to kick us off what was your overall impressions of this season so i said this either last episode or the episode before that the third season of any show is always going to be a fucking wild ride it was the last episode okay was it okay and that is just it, it this show proves that one that theory of mine that every third season of a show is always a weird fucking season i kind of liked how chaotic and weird it was uh there was just like little random ass episodes that were just so fucking weird that were great. And then there was just stuff that they kind of missed the mark, but it's okay because we know we're getting a fourth season. So it's like, all right, well, you tried something new or you tried to throw a storyline in there and did not complete it. But that seems to be your overall style. So that's fine. But other than that, uh, I thought it was an okay season. I didn't think it was anything super special. I think it did have its moments. Um, but I, I wouldn't say it was like next level. I think if you were to compare it to the other two seasons, it would probably be mid. That's where I would have put it. I would have put it uh, below season two and, and above season one, I think, in terms of just overall quality. My my thing was that I, I appreciate a show that swings for the fences, that tries some weird things. And the parts for me of this season that really were interesting and stood out is where it either swung for the fences in a weird way, like with the Plazier 5 episode, or, or, or even the Minds of Mandalore episode too. I think that was another really good one. Uh, or when the show went back to try to add some more nuance to something that hadn't gotten nuance in a previous season. Like, I liked the more fleshing out that they did with the Children of the Watch and how they evolved it from this isolationist cult to needing to re-examine its own doctrine to turning around and, and expanding out and becoming more tolerant and more able to work with other groups. Uh, I did like that where where the show missed for me, I can appreciate where it's swinging, but there's times it fell back a, a lot like the point Steph was making in our last episode uh, covering episode eight, where it felt kind of fan fiction. It felt like Dave and John kind of playing with their toys. I can appreciate what they're going for, even though there's, you know, moments that didn't hit for me or story beats that didn't hit for me in the way that they maybe should have hit. So I I mean, I like it overall. I, you know, all Star Wars is good Star Wars. I'm going to say it's bad. I'm also not going to say that I'm probably going to put episodes of this on the way I put on random episodes from one or two sometimes. And that's that's actually one of my gripes with this season is that this season had too much of an overarching like story versus the first two, which kind of were more episodic and had that more fun, like uh, Adventure of the Week episode, which I really do hope that they kind of go back to that formula in season four of Adventure of the Week or just like a generic kind of like, oh, this is what we're doing this episode. And it has nothing to do with fucking Gideon taking over. Or something. You know what I mean? Like I kind of w would hope for more of an Adventure of the Week because I feel like it keeps the audience fresh and engaged. And this, whereas I appreciate the over story like over the whole season as a regular viewer of star wars and someone who likes you know telling a complete story over a whole season i think the general audience would appreciate it more if you just 
kept it light and fun every week and just did something random and kooky and weird every single time. Yeah, I think my issue, a big part of my issue was, yeah, that shift from episodic storytelling to serialized storytelling. And so the difference is you can have an overarching meta plot like in season two is the best example uh, is established from the beginning. Mando needs to get Grogu to the Jedi. Everything he does in that season in some way relates to him getting the baby to the Jedi, but we have little adventures along the way. And some of them are directly connected, like the the heiress with Bo-Katan, and some of them are just like random detour adventures, like the Frog Lady episode, or even to an extent Ahsoka, being a backdoor pilot to the Ahsoka show. Whereas season three was more of a serial in that every episode followed in from the last one. It was one cohesive story told all the way through. And I, I don't know if that served it as well as the episodic format. I think there's this sort of feeling with these sort of live action shows with Disney Plus that like they're getting more and more afraid of being called quote unquote filler that they're getting afraid of being accused of wasting the audience's time. So they feel like every episode, because looking back on it, Boba Fett was kind of affected by this too. They now feel like every episode has to significantly advance the plot in some way. Otherwise, it's not worth watching. They'll turn off Disney Plus and they'll turn on Netflix or they'll turn on HBO. Oh, fuck me. It's Max now, isn't it? I'm surprised you I'm surprised you give it the respect of calling it HBO Max. I literally just call it HBO. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't even recovered from its first uh, crisis. Now, now I'm going to just keep calling it HBO. But the point is, like, you would turn on Netflix, you turn on Max or. Yeah, I'm I that's the last time I'm ever going to say that, because by God, is that a terrible name for a streaming service? It'll change in like a month. That's fine. It it will. They will change something. Christ. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's the concern of theirs that uh they don't want to lose viewers. They want people and they're also releasing these shows week to week, which is kind of shooting them in the foot because I feel like a lot of the shows aren't written that way. Mando season three wasn't written that way, Andor wasn't written that way, and Book of Boba Fett wasn't written that way. And I feel like Ahsoka is gonna be the same thing. Yeah, Kenobi too. It just felt like they they don't work necessarily. I mean, I don't mind the the stretching it out only because I like the water cooler kind of essentially like, oh, that's what's going to happen next week kind of thing. I don't mind that. But then write your show like if that's what you're going to do, because they that's right. not how the shows are written. They are clearly written as a continuous follow through story. And then it's like they, they get cut at weird moments in the story just to, for the sake of being episodic. And it's like, that's not you can't do that. That's what made one and two work so well is that right. they were they were a new adventure every week. Bad Batch is still doing this. Bad Batch is working pretty well because it's a new adventure every week. And then if we look at the overall arc of the season, we go, oh, here was the journey that we went on. Something like Andor, and I love Andor to pieces. I think it's one of the greatest TV shows ever made. But one of the criticisms that I do have of Andor is that when it was coming out, it was very bizarre to watch. And I know a lot of people who turned off Narkina 5 halfway through and were like, I'm not going to finish this week to week. I'm going to wait for it all to be there and I'm going to watch the story all the way through to its conclusion. And I thought that was a perfectly fair way to approach the approach the series. And Mando season three, I started telling people about halfway through, maybe just just wait until it finishes. 
maybe just wait until it's it's uh it's all out and just binge watch it because otherwise it's i don't know if it's gonna hit for you in the right way i will ask you this bradley re-watching the show because i remember we talked about it a little bit as it came out and then we re-watched the show obviously to do our coverage because we stuck to bad batch which i think has served us really well i think that was a good choice let me ask you going back and re-watching it has your opinion on anything changed from the first time you watched it to through our coverage of it other than the fact that you fucking hate the title of the spies well that's never gonna change but i yeah i think that it, we watching it back for this at least made it better because I think watching it episodic week to week it wasn't as strong I remember watching it when it came out and I would you know it was because Bad Batch was on at the same time and I'd watch both in the same day and it was kind of overwhelming it was just kind of like okay now I gotta finish fucking Mandalorian like now I gotta finish Bad Batch it just didn't like I don't know if that was just really smart of them to do at the same time at least and then even with this show being week to week, I just felt like it felt like a chore more than it did like, oh, yay, Mandalorian today. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I just, yeah, I feel like if it had, I, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I actually hate binge watching. I hate having it all at the same time because I always feel like if I don't hurry up and finish it, someone's going to spoil something for me because I only watched the first three episodes and they've watched six episodes. So I don't love the binge format, the Netflix formula, but in this particular case, it would have served better because it. I feel like The Mandalorian and Star Wars, they all feel like movies. They're just really long movies. And I feel like the problem is we needed to get all this movie at once because this one just didn't quite work for me week to week. I just didn't feel super engaged to the point where I was like, fuck yeah, I got to watch it next week. Unless it was like, wh- like there was like one or two that I was like, oh yeah, this is, this fucking slap. Uh, like, the minute Bo-Katan whipped out the dark saber and was standing <laughs> there at that one, I was excited to watch the next week. No, I agree with you a hundred percent of, of that being an impression. I definitely liked it a lot more on the second viewing. Sure. Uh, Cause I remember being sort of neutral about it. I remember being sort of, yeah, this is the Mandalorian. I mean, Most of the nights that I stayed up to watch something, I was either already up at midnight and I was like, what's 45 more minutes? Or I had stayed up to watch Bad Batch. And again, what's another 45 more minutes? Or it was something I was concerned somebody was going to spoil something for me. Because that was happening a lot. Like, you're not on Twitter, but unfortunately I am. People on Twitter do not know how to fucking behave. I love I love my Twitter friends dearly. I I love the sort of corner of the Twitter sphere that I inhabit. But those motherfuckers don't know how to keep their spoilers to themselves for 10 goddamn minutes. <laughs> and like they put little dot things and I'm like, "No, no, no, no. That doesn't work. That doesn't stop me from seeing it. Stop doing this." So to be like, oh, "I can't. I don't want to mute people because I always forget to unmute them." Right. And I'm like, so sometimes I would just stay up and force myself through it because like why why not I if the choice is between be exhausted or be spoiled sometimes I pick being exhausted so I definitely enjoyed it on the second time when I knew what was coming and I could like breathe take it easy although I will say uh TikTok did not spoil a mod bet or no Twitter did not spoil a mod best for me TikTok did that's not any of my people I follow on Twitter's fault um that was TikTok but 
Yeah, generally, there's a whole nother discussion how to be, be had about spoiler culture and like you have to right. watch things right as they come out. You can't wait. I envy people who are not plugged into the sphere like I am. Like I have made no bones about the fact that my experience playing Jedi Survivor has been unbelievably frustrating. And the reason it's been frustrating is because I, because of everything I'm working on right now, I have two major projects that I'm working on outside of work. In addition to this podcast that I've been having to do, and I've been having health issues, and I've been trying to balance a trip that's coming up literally this weekend where, as we're recording this, it will have just happened when you're hearing it. I wasn't able to play Survivor for like a week. And people, mostly old friends of mine from like my early college days before I knew you, uh, were messaging me like, hey, I have a question about this and next thing in Jedi Survivor. And then they would say the thing and I would be like, yeah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm right. on Coruscant. I'm on the first level of the game. Yeah. So thanks. Uh, I haven't gotten to that yet. Maybe check and see. I know I'm the Star Wars guy, but I have a lot going on. Yeah. And I felt some frustration when Mando was coming out too, because yeah, that is the flip side of that water cooler conversation is you feel like you have to watch it right. as soon as it comes out. I wish they would premiere these things at like nine o'clock my time like midnight your time yeah you, you know you think that they would it's it really is, bizarre it is bizarre that it's what la is it? midnight it's, it's max does that i yes. think max yes. premieres it and i think i remember prime does it that way too because i remember I watching least remember power. i think so yeah because i remember i think that's what uh, was it house of the dragon where i was like oh i would watch it at like midnight or whatever the house like, of the dragon yeah yeah and it was like nine for you and then i'd be it like was nine for me and then we yeah. would text each other because right this like, may I'm going surprise, to bed but like you know i just finished it yeah <laughs> this may surprise listeners of the podcast but bradley and i do talk a lot about a lot of other things besides star wars uh but yeah remember it was that way because you would stay up till midnight which is reasonable ish and i was already up at nine o'clock right. you know i was still up and so we would you know message each other and you'd be like at one in the morning your time you'd be like I'm going to bed, but I really like that episode or that episode was really boring or <laughs> I I sure thought it was weird when that lady banged her uncle. Right. <laughs> House of the Dragon is a fucking insane show. But yeah, you didn't really I didn't really get that with the Mandalorian with people. I think in a way because yeah, it premieres so late. I wish yeah, they and would even premiere them. even with our schedule like it would be like you would watch it at like midnight and then I would just wait in the morning and just wait for it to come on in the morning because I just don't have the time to stay up till 3 a.m. to watch fucking Mandalorian and Bad Batch. Like I just couldn't do it. So I would just be like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to wake up in the morning, have to watch it first thing before I go to work or wake up an hour early just so I can watch one of them at right. least. And then honestly, I even got to the point where I was trying to watch like Bad Batch like in the shower and then also <laughs> watch Mandalorian like during breakfast. And it was like, it's so hard to do that. But I just, yeah, I just, I don't, I didn't like, I don't like how their release format is right now. And honestly, though, Ahsoka is going to be the bane of my existence because oh of this my format. Oh, my God. Because I'm going to have to stay, like, I'm going to have to stay up for that one. Like, yep. the nature of the show is such, I physically will not be able to avoid spoilers 100%. for that show. I will have to stay awake for it. I will have to literally, I've never done this before. I will probably have to turn my phone off when I go to bed. I've never done that before in my life. I feel like I'm going to have to turn it off and then hope that my circadian rhythm wakes me up at a normal time. And then I am able to just turn on Disney Plus the second I wake up and I can just eat breakfast and just watch Ahsoka with no spoilers. 
We've completely tangented, but I think it's a tangent worth having. So I'm uh, mostly fair. fine with it. It was it was a tangent, but it had to do with this the season as a whole. Well, and I think to it's, an extent. it's worth having that conversation too, because you can't really for us as as like content creators, we can't really divorce Star Wars from the fan sphere because we kind of have to be plugged into an extent to what's going on me more so than you you're more in the latter category but even you have to like I have to make sure I'm watching it at a certain time I want to make sure somebody is not mentioning to me what happened I'm on Twitter and TikTok and all of the various social medias so I extra have to do this but somebody like my friend like I have friends who are like yeah I'll watch the show like when it finishes airing and don't notice a damn thing about it at all and I'm like how do you live like this when it comes to to a star wars like i don't get it but then i have i have things like that that i basically barely follow and so can enjoy at my own leisure those things are generally magic the gathering stories because i'm a huge nerd (laughs) i can't well i'll i'll ask you this then what was we won't do the ranking this time because I didn't prepare it and you didn't prepare it. Instead, okay. we'll go, uh, what was your, we'll pull up an episode list. What was uh-huh. your favorite episode of the season and what was your least favorite episode of the season? Okay, this is a hard one. I know I've sprung this on you because, again, we didn't yeah. plan this. Rather like John Favreau, we did not plan this episode. So I, I, I can't, I can, I have an answer prepared, even though I'm not prepared. To answer. I, still, I, still <laughs> I have, have an answer. answer prepared, even though I don't have it prepared. Wow. Right. Fantastic. I love that for you. So this is, this is my answer to that. It's very complicated okay. roundabout answer to that answer, uh, to that question. So the way I look at the season is like episode seven and eight, I consider that kind of one episode. That's the finale. So I can't okay. really say that. I like, can already tell that you're going to cheat on this answer but please continue with whatever (laughs) bullshit you're about to try to justify to me to avoid answering the question i sprung on you gotcha um so i kind of tie a little bit with my favorite i'm gonna lean more towards my favorite of the season is the one that has nothing to do with the season at all and that would be chapter 19 the convert because interesting it has nothing to do with the season as a whole i love the just side adventure quests that we go on with these different characters i just i don't know something about it like we gave book of boba fett shit for doing that uh with the mandalorian episode but like this episode and this season of the mandalorian i don't know why it just works for me i love rangers of the new republic i think it, it works really well in this season i mean uh the convert <laughs> but no, I, I just thought I love the story. I love the actors. I, I think it just it was really well done. And it was just really fucking cool to see these just the side story that just is more interesting to me than some of the stuff Mando was doing this season. A, a close second would be Guns for Hire only because I love the sheer campiness and just randomness of that episode. I just it was just so enjoyable to watch. It's not necessarily the best episode. It's just the most fun. So I don't know. That's my close second. Um, my least favorite episode episode Oof, this is also going to be controversial um okay. my my least favorite is everything in the episode but the rescue of grogu and that would be chapter 20 I, the foundling yeah yeah so what we're going to do for everything you're about to say right is we're going to take the ahmad best scene and we're going to yes. put it in a little bubble and we're going to okay. put that little bubble over to the side so keep in mind listeners and also Ahmad Vest, if you're listening, um, 
Everything Bradley's about to say about the episode does not include that scene. That right. scene is perfect. There is nothing wrong with it. Bradley, please continue. Everything else in that episode is just okay. Or it's just like an, it's not a very interesting story. It's just like a weird, like, let's go do this random thing that doesn't further the plot that much. I mean, it, it Grogu doesn't even go with them. It's just like a weird, like, the armor is babysitting while Mando goes and rescues a kid from a monster. Like, it's just like, why? Why are we doing this? This doesn't serve anything i don't know i just didn't care for the episode i mean granted gave us one of the best fucking flashbacks of all time and it was a fucking banger of a flashback but other than that i just yeah i just and honestly you could take that scene and put it in a different episode and it would still you know it would be really good so i don't know it I just didn't care. That was just my least favorite. I, not that the episode is bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's just the most least interesting other than the flashback scene. And I think the flashback scene actually saves it from being, in my eyes, less than a six, like on the scale of one to ten. Like, because if it didn't have that flashback scene in it, it would be like a four. I I completely respect <laughs> your correct opinion. Okay, I, great. I'm I glad we agree. the same opinion of the episode. I love it when we agree. The listeners don't, but I love it when of we course. agree. Because <laughs> we know they're here for blood. Uh, I'm, for my most favorite, I'm, I'm going to do a bizarre choice here. I'm going to pick a really strange one. I'm going to say my favorite is chapter five, uh, chapter 21, the pirate, the oh, Carson okay. Tiva episode. Uh, I love to see Carson Tiva getting the spotlight while still tying directly into the main plot of the Mandalorian. Uh, it's a fun episode. There's a villain and we fight the villain and it is great. There are stakes. In the episode, the villains are directly threatening a thing that we care about and a person that we care about in Grief Karga. Uh, and we we just get some, all sorts of fun Mandalorian fighting action, which was great. The anti-alien bias I could have lived without. But other than that, I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. And of them all, I think other than Guns for Hire, it was the most fun I had watching an episode this season. Right. Guns for Hire lost out only because I think it has a lot of characterization problems when it comes to Bo-Katan and Din's interaction. I think that's that's what put it slightly below for me. Uh, so I'm going to go with my favorite of the season was the pirate. My least favorite, also going to be controversial. The runner up was the return because for all its its standout moments, it also had tons of missed opportunities. Right. Just missed opportunity after missed opportunity it wants to feel like an epic finale but doesn't quite reach that level of epicness uh however it was slightly beat out for me by chapter 17 the apostate the mm. apostate is nothing but setup there is no narrative through arc throughout the apostate i think if the pelimoto scene from the beginning of the minds of mandalore had been included in the episode it would have ranked higher because the yeah. entire episode arc would have been Din preparing to go to Mandalore. And you do all of the scenes, and then the Pelimoto scene, and then the Bo-Katan scene, and you end with him going off to Mandalore, and that would have been better. But as it stands, we have an episode that is nothing but set up for plot points that are not going to pay off for six, seven, eight episodes. And I felt like it was the weakest and I felt like of all of the episodes that I watched after the fact, it was the one that I felt most like I was just getting through to get to the others. Well, and that's because it is 
a bridge episode because the premiere of season three is the Mandalorian in the book of Boba Fett. That is the actual premiere. So the fact that this is really just the second episode to set up the plot of the season versus the first episode, which is the actual premiere. It's like, it just does. It's just so disconnected and they missed an opportunity. And there is some structural problems in the beginning of season three, especially with the connection of, um episode two leading into episode three with they took the scenes from the dog fight you know and then randomly cut to coruscant and have our side adventure randomly in episode three doesn't work that stuff needed to be in episode two and it just it doesn't make any sense and i don't know who came up with the structure of this season and was like oh, john yeah. favreau uh, we we know I mean, who it I mean, was we, it was john favreau but that is that is one of my big gripes about this season is that it's just structurally a mess and it's because it's borrowing it's structure from Book of Boba Fett and it's just like hey you remember this show that also happens at the same time yeah we're gonna kind of awkwardly do them together but not really like I don't know overall though it was a mid season and it was I I I hate that word with a blinding furious passion because it is being misused by men on the internet (laughs) however I will say your use of it is accurate it is it is not a bad season but it is also not a great season right just lots of missed opportunities yes and it didn't feel to me yeah it felt to me like simultaneously it went weird enough to be good but not weird enough to be great which leads me nicely into our uh, Bradley do you have any any final thoughts on the season as a whole any punctuation mark you want to put on this any 18,000 return of the king fucking endings that you want to do for this show i was recently reminded how that is my favorite movie of all time so uh, i mean my my period on season 3 final statement is just yeah it was good i i liked it i mean i think when i go back and watch season one season two and season three is like a whole or i'll go for season four or something like that it's gonna be the one that i struggle to get through because i think the other two season two in particular is a lot more stronger than both of them but I think that it just it's going to fall kind of like, oh, I got to get through this one just to get to the fourth season. Like, ugh, I don't want to do this right now. I think that's I'm going to that's going to be my takeaway. However, the I think the bright spots in season three will keep me going. My final thought on the season as a whole punctuation to 10 to 12 hours of content that I have recorded <laughs> on this season. Right. Are John Favreau. I personally, uh, I cannot speak for everyone, but I personally accept your season-long apology for the treatment of Bo-Katan Kreese in season two. Now please hire some writers that aren't Dave Filoni or Noah Clore. Doesn't even have to be me. Hire some other writers, please. Also, just a little tip for him. at least get a woman on your staff yes, to write make something. Make one of those writers a woman. A woman, please. Just one. Preferably more than one, but right. definitely at least one. At least, minimum. Just so, you know, you can see, like, maybe a woman's perspective on how women would be written. I don't know. I just thought, just a little thought. Uh, we support the WGA and the strike that is currently still ongoing as we what record a, these episodes. I was going to say, that's, a, that's such a great thing. I'm, I'm curious to see how much longer it'll go on. Also, uh, if we'll make it through our next bit of 
show uh, as the strike goes on. Uh, I I predict we are now seeing the point and we skipped some news because we recorded this a couple of days earlier than we usually would. And also we, we didn't really want to do a new segment at the beginning, but it was announced today that what the release dates for the next Star Wars movies are going to be. Uh, and they do seem to have pushed one of them, which leads credence to my theory that the Ray movie wasn't quite ready to go into pre-production when the writer's strike happened and now it has to be pushed back. So we're seeing studios start to push things. They're starting to run out of content. This could all end if you would just pay the writers what they want. Anyway, no studio executives are listening to this show, right? so we could just proceed on. That is the end of our Mandalorian Season 3 coverage, and frankly, I'm a little underwhelmed. That's okay. Didn't we have bright, like, we have bright like suns big... to look forward to, though. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i it's it's weird coming to the end of this season because when we finished obi-wan kenobi i i looked back and i was like man i had a great time doing that and i looked back on uh andor and i was like man i had a great time covering that especially a retrospective with aaron put like a great exclamation mark on on the ending of that finishing up mando season three i was like man i loved getting to hang out with a bunch of people who i like talking to also there was a show that i looked at there was a at. show there's Somewhere. at one point okay but going forward bradley do we want to talk about what we are doing between now and august the 23rd yeah let's do it well the first um, thing we're doing is we're taking a week off so that yeah. i can fly to pennsylvania <laughs> and also deal with some of the eighteen thousand things that are happening to me right now uh but after we take a week off to breathe what will we be doing next bradley gonna be covering vision season one Yes, I know season two just came out. I watched it. It was fantastic. But Bradley and I did make the decision that we felt like our initial reaction episode to season one didn't really give it the coverage it deserved. And now that we've had some time to think about it, and I've had some time to watch some of the anime that was made by the studios, thanks to my boyfriend, who is a massive weeb, and who is delighted about where Star Wars Celebration is taking place in 2025, <laughs> uh, we have decided to go back and look at season one. We're going to put season one in between now and Ahsoka. So, Bradley, if you looked at our schedule, does that come out to about one a week? Yeah, it's I've I've kind of done it to where. So basically what's going to happen is it'll be about one a week. We might have to do two at some point because once we get right up onto Ahsoka, we're going to have to release our episode zero. And so I'll what I'll do is the week before episode zero comes out, we'll have to squeeze in two just to kind of make it fin finish. You know what up, this basically. does? You know what this does? It gives us some breathing room for when they inevitably push the show back. <laughs> right, 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 right. Then we'll have some breathing room to finish Vision season one. Or they'll be vindictive and they'll do a two episode premiere on the oh, 23rd and me. then fuck our schedule Please. again. Please don't. <laughs> the hardest part, listeners, the hardest part of making Gold Squadron gays is the fucking schedule. Like, I promise you, our production meetings are at least 70%. When the fuck are we covering this? Exactly. It's mental trying yeah, to make this show. For sure. I cannot believe we've been doing this for over two years. I know. It still feels like we're making it up as we go along. And we are. When we are. <laughs> All righty. Plugs. Finally, yes, you remembered this time. Pluggables. Yes, I remembered this time. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad at myself because Steph is on for Light and Dice 
in a guest spot role and i forgot <laughs> to mention it while she was on i was like god damn it i hate everything right now i can't you can find me outside of the show on four light and dice a star wars ttrpg actual play podcast dm'd by our friend chris from dark side divas who was recently on our bad one of our bad batch episodes and also starring hope from jay guys and jedi who helpfully provided us research at the beginning of this episode and jess from roof helps pod race as well as our friend colton who was just on episode six of the mandalorian and nathan who was also on our bad batch coverage so definitely give for light and dice a listen we are coming up barreling towards our season finale which is very exciting for all of us as far as bradley's pluggables right now we are plugging temptation island which don't tell me i'm not gonna look this up i'm gonna try to remember it it is premiering on usa network on june 16th you were close june 13th um, so it actually uh as of this episode airing it has already aired uh it was oh! last, last wednesday was when it aired so june 14th is when it aired so as okay, okay as this yes. episode airs it was last week as this premiered. episode is being recorded it will air tomorrow tomorrow as right. this episode airs Yes. You could have just watched it yesterday. So everybody can now go watch the premiere episode of Temptation Island on USA Network. <laughs> I was the travel coordinator. Uh, I flew out to Hawaii. I We shot the show out there for like two months. It was fantastic. We were on the big island. Um, it's a very dramatic show. Very funny. Um, at least if you like reality and drama and terrible, awful people who are amazing and sexy and hot. So if you like sexy, hot people cheating on each other, this is the show for you. <laughs> so hilarious to me that you were filming filming this show at the same time we were recording our Andor coverage. So I just love the dynamics of my life. <laughs> we did, I think, the episode with Claire, and then you, like, got on a plane, like, the next day, and the rest of our Andor coverage, you were shooting this Temptation Island in Hawaii. It was a wild ride. So stay tuned for when we get all of the hot people from Temptation Island on to help us cover us. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they actually did that. I'm just kidding. They are way too busy being hot being in hot, LA. Being hot in LA. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Bradley, go ahead and run the socials and we'll be back with Star Wars Visions Season 1. Thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gaze. Did Charles fuck something up? Send us a message at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gold Squad Gaze. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gold Squadron Gaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Gold Squadron Gaze, where we post the podcast as well as exclusive content. Please join us next week and every week for more of Gold Squadron Gaze. Welcome to the show, Marvelous Gaze, the show where two marvel loving gays watch every episode of agents of shield because we, we hate ourselves we do i'm your host bradley brown <laughs>